0: shapers
1: on jazz fm listen in color in partnership with mish it's business but it's personal <music> And drive your funky soul They're doing it down in that song James Brown with Get Up and Drive Your Funky Soul. Just what I needed to hear this morning. Good morning, it's me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM's Jazz Shapers. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. Sat alongside their equivalents in the world of business, the crazy maelstrom world of business. And my business shaper today, I'm very happy to say, is Mark Smith. He's the founder and executive chairman of the car finance company, they have already helped 60,000 people get loans, probably more now, 60,000 people get loans to buy their car. And you'll be hearing lots from him about how he has built that business, and an extraordinary story it is too. In addition to hearing from Mark, you'll be hearing from our program partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then we've got the music, and we've got some treats for you today from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Mongo Santa Maria, Bobby Womack, and this from Kamasi, Washington. That was Kamasi Washington with Cherokee, and that was featuring Patrice Quinn. And featuring at the Love Supreme this year is none other than Kamasi Washington. Well worth booking tickets just for that reason alone. Mark Smith is my business shaper today. He's the founder and executive chairman of the car finance company. Turnover in excess of £45 million pounds reported. Um, he helps people buy cars and a lot more too. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Now, you weren't always in the car business. I'm going to go back a little bit. You're, I'm actually talking to someone who was in the Royal Navy. Uh, tell me a little bit about that and then tell me about how that ended and then what you did next.
0: So I I joined the Royal Navy in 1985, uh, two days after my 16th birthday. That was the, the earliest I could get in. Um, and I, I joined as a very uh, junior marine engineering mechanic, second class, I got paid about £180 a month. And, uh, and I, I spent a, a couple of years sailing around the world on, on warships, which were pretty old and uh, in a state of disrepair. And I spent most of my time fixing them rather than actually visiting the countries that uh, I'd initially set out to. So um, not far long after that, I decided to slightly change my career path and transferred into the Royal Navy Police or the regulating branch, as it was called. And I then spent the remainder of my career dealing with many of the things you see the military police doing on the television, uh, investigating everything from drunkenness to fairly serious assaults and frauds. And it was a great eye-opening opportunity. I, I spent a, a short period with the Royalty and Diplomatic Protection Group in in 1994 for the 50th commemorations of D-Day. Um, met lots of different heads of state and, and it was a really, really great career. However, in the late 90s, I I had picked up a couple of injuries during my time and and was developing a fairly pronounced limp. So I took a long, hard look at myself and decided, actually, I was probably still young enough to start a second career, just coming up for 30 years old. So decided that now would be the right time to leave, I suppose, with the financial security of having a war pension to fall back on and and maybe change a different career path altogether. And with
1: such a trustworthy face, you, you, um,
0: you, which you have, I mean, you, you know, so still clean shaven. Still every clean day. shaven.
1: You're looking pretty good. I tell you what, you, you put me to shame. Although I, I have shaved today, just for the record. Um, what made you decide? Because you went into the sort of financial services world. What made you to d- decide to do that at that point? And it was was
0: it car related then? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I've always been uh, a bit of a petrol head. I've been fascinated with cars, the noises, the colours, the shapes, the sizes, and, and throughout my I suppose my military career, I used to buy old classic cars, um, do them up and sell them, or keep them for a while. And uh, most people that uh, that will remember me in the military, I, I was little bit different i had a couple of rolls royces and a couple of porsches and um, so maybe did stand out from the crowd a little bit but i wanted to move into the motor trade and um i, I Actually, had my ideas set on on selling cars, and thought that uh, you know, just walking into a Bentley or a Mercedes showroom and giving them a, a fairly impressive CV, they would have welcomed me with open arms. But uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. But we're going to find
1: out exactly what was the case because um, the story has progressed rather well for Mark Smith, my business shape, and lots more come up in a moment. Time for some music, though. In the meantime, this is Mongo Santa Maria. I promised him earlier with Watermelon Man. The Herbie Hancock classic, watermelon man from Mongo Santa Maria, actually famous. And for those of you in the know, you'll know this for writing Afro Blue, another classic jazz standard. Mark Smith, my business shaper today, executive chairman and founder, importantly, of the car finance company. They make sure that people who wouldn't necessarily be able to afford a loan for their car can afford a loan for their car, which is a good thing, I think. And we'll find out how he's been doing that ethically um, and on a sound financial footing as well. Now, Mark, we were at the point where you'd 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 left the military, left the Navy, and you'd gone into the big, wide world of business. You you thought you'd be able to stroll up there with your CV and say, hello, I quite like cars, can you give me a job, please, in this Bentley or Rolls-Royce um, showroom. Didn't quite work out like that, did
0: it? No, not at all. I found that... Uh because I had such a disciplined and, and rigid career that uh, most people thought I would be completely unsuitable in the in the world of sales because you need to be an awful lot more colourful and reactive. But right at the time uh, that was happening I was applying for or looking at other different jobs and I, I came across an advert in the local paper asking for um, people that had a uh, good interpersonal skills, uh, the ability to understand the world of finances, an element of anti-fraud, an element of understanding cars, and and uh, an element of pre- be preparing to learn with a, a new style of enterprise. And, and that was the first time I had ever been for a job interview. They accepted me, and I literally started with them a week later. Whilst I was actually still serving, there was a three-month overlap between me starting work and me actually formally leaving the military. I took advantage of some vocational training programs that the military used to offer, almost like a try-before-you-buy type of of, uh, policy. And I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was uh, a whole new world to me. It was... uh, financial services i had a very limited understanding of i assumed if you wanted to borrow money you went to your bank and agreed terms and shook the bank manager's hand and uh and and paid the money back over an agreed period of time so so
1: there's this period before you set up your own business of around six or seven years and you're working in
0: this this business to start with this this essentially (coughs) this uh yes it was slightly longer than that actually it was um it was about eight years, eight or nine years of actually working in, in the real world before I set up my own business. And at what point of working in the real world did you have enough
1: first sense of what you wanted to do and then the courage to, to make that leap into creating your own business? Do you recall a moment in time where you went, that's what I want to do?
0: Yes, I do. I uh, spent a fairly short period of time with my first employer I disagreed slightly with how they were doing things and felt it a bit uncomfortable. It was quite an aggressive sales attitude they had towards their customers. So I left to join a competitive business Um, and stayed with them for eight years. They were a new start business. I had a great grounding, um, learning how to build a finance company, learning the do's and don'ts, and fortunately it was at somebody else's expense because they were, obviously, funded themselves. And they gave me great career options and, and, and paid very well. And it came to a point in 2007 where I was... I suppose getting a little bit itchy feet and sensing other opportunities, and I'd now started now fully learnt, I suppose, the the market sector we operate in and felt that there was a, maybe a different offering and and a way where I could stand on my own two feet. And to be fair, they gave me a lot of help and assistance and I stayed with them for a further two years as a as a broker style relationship um, as as well as utilising some of the knowledge base they had. We're going to find out a lot more about exactly what happened and how Mark enabled himself
1: uh, to set up a business which recently was bought into by a private equity house for quite a lot of uh, money based on some significant revenue. So it's, again, as I said, a very successful story. Lots more coming up from Mark. Um, that's after the latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom from our program partners at Mishkondarea for your own business.
0: Hello, my name is Derval Walsh. I'm a partner in the contentious banking and finance practice at Mishkondarea. One practical tip I would give to all customers who have dealings with their banks is at the start of the relationship, particularly when they're drawing down funding, it is very important to get the necessary professional input from either accountants or lawyers as to the terms being offered by the bank. One of the reasons for doing this at the outset is because it is critical to avoid a situation where there is a dispute a year or two years down the line at which point the die has been cast and very often from the perspective of the borrower and the legal or professional advisor it is a case of damage limitation. So I can't stress highly enough the importance of getting professional assistance at the start so that you set your stall out appropriately.
1: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning, 9am, I get to talk to someone who's shaping the world of business, an entrepreneur who's making it and indeed in some cases has made it and is sitting back and looking and going, wow, wasn't that fantastic? My business shaper today is Mark Smith. Um, He set up his own business in 2007 called The Car Finance Company. There's some subsidiary companies in there too. We're going to come on to that in a moment. And he's done rather well and indeed had an event in his business where a private equity house bought into its last April in 2015. Mark, we were talking about the transition, You've, we've, we've gone through the Royal Navy, we've gone through um, the first job, which didn't last particularly long, you moved quickly into the second, which lasted a long time, and then as you said, you kind of thought, you know what, I think it's time, I can do my own thing. Do you know why you felt like that? Apart from having itchy feet, many people that have itchy feet go and work for somebody else. Why was it that the itchy feet led you to work for yourself?
0: I think I'd always fancied having a go at working for myself. My dad ran his own business. Um, I had a few friends that were running their own businesses. And I think it was more of a case of being in control of your own destiny uh, rather than going to the daily grind and being judged on your last quarter's performance. So I I set the car finance company up uh, as a brokerage and uh, we ran it from the spare bedroom of my house. I had two people working for me at the time.
1: What was the mantra? Was there a mantra then about what you were going to do differently that, yeah. had, that had
0: your personal stamp on it? Yeah, it was really, it was just a much more personal approach. The, the the normal way that things are done in in the world of car finance is the creation of lots of applications and they're spread around to many different lenders and fitted into different slots and cohorts as to what customer and what car fits what lender. Um, and I thought it actually could have been done much better on a much smaller basis where you're, you're offering a slightly more individual tailored t- offering to the car dealers and marrying them up on a more personal basis with the right finance company. And it's a better transition for the customers because they're, it's a more informed way. They don't feel that they're just being put into a computer and, sorry, the computer says, no... And, and, and that's the end res- result. So, but
1: hard to scale like that. I mean, the reason why I guess there's data and, and technology behind it is because you can process lots at once. I imagine a more personal approach has its challenges.
0: Oh, oh, of course, yes. And as the story unfolded, what happened you know, in 2008 and 2009 made me think really long and hard about actually was I going to be uh, end up on, on the scrap heap of life because yeah, how did you not end up on the scrap heap of life I mean obviously you, ever, you definitely didn't but what how did you avoid that so I decided to change the uh, trajectory of the business altogether um, and move from becoming a broker introducer to becoming a direct lender so effectively took the ultimate plunge and remortgaged my house and uh, took out some credit card loans um, and borrowed some money from friends and family and managed to persuade my girlfriend to offer her house up as a, a lien for the uh, bank to give us an overdraft on. So very much a case of all chips in on the table. Wow, find out how the all chips on the table approach um, has come
1: good for Mark, because it has, and I'm kind of jealous already. Time for some more music. This is Bobby Womack with another classic. It's California Dreaming. Oh. Brown. and the sky is gray I for a walk on a winter's day I'd be saving California Dreaming from Bobby Womack Mark, we were talking about the chips on the table I'm intrigued to know how you got your girlfriend to put her chips on the table as well the family and friends what were they buying into? because you're just, as you said, you had to pivot you pivoted, people weren't using that phrase then but they would now looking back you went, no, no, I can
0: be in the lending business what were they buying into about Mark Smith? why you? I suppose right from the onset, it was, a, it was a very, very different approach. A lot of people in the, in, in the world of subprime car finance and indeed subprime banking and finance altogether were all tarnished with the same brush of the looming financial crisis on the horizon. So, every, just about everything we did and the way we operated was extremely different to to everybody else in the marketplace at the time. A couple I, of examples, just in terms I understand. Well, I'd, I'd hesitate to to mention companies' names because no, that's don't do that. But not, your own, your, your, the, the differences you provided, though, were what? It was a non-credit scored service, so everything was underwritten based on a unique set of circumstances understanding that there are there is no customer the same as the previous customer, and the uh, ingredients of any car finance loan are never the same as a previous deal. Uh, in terms of the car is different, the profile of the customer is different, the income profiles are different, the credit history, good, bad, and indifferent is different. So it's really a case of sort of plotting all of those out on a theoretical axis and deciding on whether that is a, um, a, a yes or a no or a maybe and then in those early days obviously because as you, you said earlier the chips are
1: on the table things went well and have continued to do well predicated on what do you think what do you think is the secret of your success
0: um i would say it's it, it's there's no one easy answer it's it's a bit of a uh, celestial alignment in of circumstances um at the time An awful lot of lenders in this marketplace were exiting or retrenching or actually had their funding withdrawn altogether. So the market was grotesquely underserved, huge demand and tiny, tiny supply, and pretty much still is today. I suppose the other aspect was we were small enough to survive a fairly... uh, Dark and stormy night in, in the world of finance uh, and banking, certainly uh, as we went through 08 and into 09, partially because we were running it from my house, so we had very little overheads, uh, very tiny staff payroll. But did you ever think on those dark and stormy nights, just
1: before we, we go to the, the traffic and travel, did you ever think, you know what, it's enough?
0: No, I, I could actually see the opposite of that, is the fact that. There was now a better opportunity than what there ever had been. And now was the right time to keep the chips on the table. We'll have our final chat with Mark,
1: plus player track from Ray Charles. That's after, as I promised earlier, the latest traffic and travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkonda Rea. It's business, but it's personal.
0: I guess if you said so, I'd have to pack my
1: things that was Ray Charles with Hit the Road Jack one of my all time favourites I'm sure I've said that before Mark Smith has been my business shaper will continue to do so just for a few more precious minutes I should note that the business he set up um, has won many many awards and it's interesting because you wouldn't necessarily associate a, far, a car finance company with being a good company to work for but it, but it is uh, for winning consumer credit awards but it has and for being a very fast growth company and again it's it's delivered on that lots of things that have been successful in there Mark and um, as you said there's never one answer to, to the secret of success and you also said earlier that you never thought for a moment you never doubted that this business would grow how does one scale a business where you're so you know you're individually looking at every single person if you like and t- treating them as an individual versus a, 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 a statistic on the screen how have you managed to scale how, how have you managed to uh, encourage someone to buy into this business um,
0: because that is no easy thing I think Part of the secret, if it is a secret, is not trying to do it yourself. Um, I'm quite a good listener to a whole variety of people that will give you advice that is wanted or unwanted. Um, I probably did something which a lot of people do but most people don't uh, and brought some very intelligent and capable people on board to do the stuff that I couldn't do or I knew they could do better you know, bringing, bringing the right people on at the right moments and allowing them to, to effectively co-run the business rather than making, me making unilateral decisions was key to it. They also brought on board their key relationships with uh, niche banks and niche suppliers that uh, listened to us and uh, were comfortable with dealing with us when they maybe weren't comfortable with dealing with some of our competitors.
1: And the other businesses, the subsidiary companies that I mentioned earlier,
0: where do they fit into the equation? Well, it's really just part of the corporate structure. The only, um, I suppose, difference in that is, the, is our, our trade sales element, um, which is the, the world of cars, which is really um, an outlet for us to retail cars back to the members of the public for cars that are given back to us in the normal course of business through people having their allocated time in them, people just not wanting them anymore some people can't afford them anymore and, and some people outright default and, and end up having the cars repossessed because there is no other option mm-hmm.
1: uh, f- Just a quick a quick note before we go to, as I, I promised you to the music your um your future in a sentence what's it going to be with this business now you're in a slightly different role you're, you're still very involved but less kind of day-to-day operations how do you perceive the next few years for the business in you?
0: A significant more growth easy three words even
1: better than a sentence thank you um it's been a real pleasure talking to you mark and good luck you deserve um the
0: luck that you think you've got i think it's a lot more than luck obviously um what is your song just before we let you go and why have you chosen it um so it's louis armstrong uh, i have all the time in the world because it's fairly represented the polar opposite of most of my life here it is especially for you thank you very much <laughs> Have all the time in the world Time enough for life to unfold We
1: have all the time in the world from Louis Armstrong. Son choice of my business shaper today, Mark Smith, the founder of the Car Finance Company. Someone who has made the transition from the world of the military to the world of business. And it's just testament to the fact you can do it, indeed, from one career to another, regardless whether it's the military or not. Someone who is fundamentally a petrol head and decided that the car business in some form was going to be for him. And he took a different approach to what had been a pretty staid industry around lending money to people who wanted to buy cars. Someone who's been able to build a team and to connect with his customers. Fantastic stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am, here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meantime, though, don't go anywhere because coming up next is Mr Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Rea, It's business, but it's personal.